Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, a show where we discuss the ethical merits of the TikTok to OnlyFans sex work pipeline. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. I'm Sarge, and I have a lot of expertise on this subject. <laughs> I say you're quite the uh, the expert. Oh, but um, welcome to the show, everybody. First off, round round of applause for for the three of us because holy shit, that last episode we did was awesome. It was super fucking long. If you're listening to this episode, episode 23, and you haven't heard episode 22, go back. That episode was awesome. We had a guest on. It was the admin for Club. His name is Moon. We told a lot of really cool stories. Not sure when the next time we'll have him on the podcast is or what I'll ask him if he comes back. Because um, I, I really asked him everything I could think of. Um, but it was a good time. It was fantastic because y'all talked so much and my tired ass could do nothing up until the very end where i saved all of my energy for that pun i know like i was editing the the episode and i noticed wow sarge's words are really far apart i cut so much silence out between your words to make you sound like you were talking faster (laughs) which by the way is a rarity because typically people are like man you're like mile mouth mile a minute with your mouth and i tend to talk a lot so you were on the struggle bus last episode i could tell you were tired i felt bad for even including you like you should have just sat out <laughs> yeah you could hear it in your voice i legitimately was like fixing my sleep schedule and my bedtime at that point in time was like eight o'clock and we went till like three in the morning i stayed up for like an extra hour just talking to moon without record going it was awesome i had a really good time so i am glad you were there though sarge because i remember about almost a year ago i had showed you when before we went on hiatus that hey we're getting a lot of feedback on the show from the fediverse and you're like what the fuck's that you made an account on shitposter club and responded to a few and then you never went back we brought moon on last episode and we explained in greater detail what the fediverse was and then the last like whole week you've been you've been posting a lot more i know because i fought i i hit the bell icon i get every post that you make but what what do you think of it? Well, how how is it so far? Well, first let me be fully clear. I didn't know there were phone apps. Game changer, huh? I do everything on my phone, like uh, for my stream and everything. Well, not I don't stream obviously, but like Twitter, Instagram, all of that I do with my phone to keep up with that. So something that is a social media type situation, I just like default to my phone, and I didn't know it was there. So I I very rarely used it. You may have used it sooner if I had directed you to the phone apps when you first signed up yeah because the desktop experience is very good but if you don't do that on your desktop then i mean i i am told that the mobile web version of the website is very good it, it is uh but i it doesn't feel right to not use an app it doesn't feel right yeah i don't know what it is yeah i feel that it feels great the the phone app is a little bit different and even though i have a little bit of a cheat sheet to see what's replied to what it kind of doesn't work and it's kind of a pain in my ass um especially with this recent events uh (laughs) because yeah you had a a big thread like your first big thread and i was like i was like popping popcorn in the background i'm like man yeah he's he's gonna have so many notifications i had i had so many (laughs) notifications and people were replying to things i was like 45 minutes behind and then people were replying to each other not to you because your name would be first if they were replying to you right i don't know if you noticed that I noticed that I really, really like that there's a few people who they, I I don't do it because I'm an idiot, but when they're replying to someone, they make sure that the name that they're replying to, you do it specifically 
So like if you're mm-hmm. replying to Sarge, you put Sarge and then you space all the names out and then everybody else that would be tagged in that post is is at the bottom yeah and it it really helps i do that because um the other app that you're not using fetty lab does that by default and i thought this is awesome everyone should do this and so i do it by hand every time it's great um (laughs) other than that like it's it's nothing i didn't expect uh that's the thing is um there was a lot of twitter exoduses that brought people to the to the sites and um, there's people our age there's people older than us there's actually a surprising amount of people that are younger than us and that's a weird dynamic that i'm not sure how to deal with but also, I, I did want to point out that the, there's this concept that I neglected to warn you about that wasn't what happened to you yesterday. But uh, there's this concept called a health thread. Because you noticed how, by default, we have 5,000 characters in a post. Yeah. But anyone using the same software as us can configure it to be as high as they want. Uh, Mastodon, the other really popular option, does not let you configure this. It's 500. Uh, so a health thread is where you tag a lot of people. Some people tag every single person they're following. And so you get these threads that last for weeks that have hundreds of people in them. And then every new post is like a meme or like a one-liner or the thread doesn't load. You don't even see what they said, right? Like I was once tagged in one of these threads and I remember like there was like a hundred people. It had been going for a couple of days and the post where I was first included was just a not safe for work click through. That was just a spurto that said Venus. It was like... Great. Why am I here? And then five people replied to that guy. Five more people replied to the five replies that just came up. My notifications were in the thousands for days. And there was nothing I could do about it besides mute the thread. By the way, you can mute threads. I don't know if you know that either. Yeah, dude. Don't fuck around with Venus. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> yeah. Like What you saw is like um, threads can get out of control pretty fast. But um, you have not seen their final form. It, and it's really hilarious when they happen. <laughs> Anyway, so it's been about a week since you uh, have been on the Fetty. To be fully honest, I've been trying to convince you, and I've been trying to convince Victim forever, to actually join this thing, but I don't think I actually would have recommended Club to you. You just kind of made it on your own. So I hope you like it. I definitely would have recommended a different server. <laughs> I like it. It's not for everyone. Uh, and Victim, if you want to get in on this fun, please tell me. I have a couple suggestions on where you should make an account. I mean, I think I mentioned it before. Realistically, the only real reason why I use social media, and again, this is nothing against the Fediverse or anything like that, but like the only real reason I use it is for like, I don't want to say self-promotion, because I feel like any time, if, if we ever get in like a Reddit crowd, they're just going to fucking tear me a new asshole. But I don't know, it's kind of like a bit of like, uh, I don't know what I'm going in for. Like, like Twitter is like literally everything. It's from cringe to normal shit to like blue check marks. You know, I've met some cool people on there. Actually, I just made a friend the other night, funny enough. I don't know. It's like I don't like I don't like limiting myself, if that makes sense. You wouldn't have to leave the platforms you're currently on. I did because I found no value in them for me. But um, I self-promote this podcast all the time, and it has been welcomed. Like, I've had no pushback from self-promotion as a concept on the network. In fact, people actually enjoy self-promotion because it proves to people who are just giving this network a chance that we can create original things. There are streamer, there are people who are small streamers that stream, right? They'll advertise their stuff. There are like a dozen people, all localized around Shipposter Club, apparently, that have podcasts. You should see the sidebar where they're all linked. I didn't know there were so many. And it just proves that, you know, there are people on this network that actually care about the network that will create new things. We're not just posting screenshots of other websites because that's yeah. infuriating. Hey, stop calling me out. <clears throat> 
No, hold on. I, I, I have favorited. I have, we'll call it retweeting. It's not called that. And I have replied and I have posted those kinds of posts that are just screenshots of posts on other websites. But I try to resist because it is like the lowest bar of good content. Like, I, I don't even know if I can call it good. But sometimes it's really funny. It needs to be really specific. I think the internet would be a better place if we stopped posting screenshots from the other five websites that exist. I mean, like, it's funny I agree with that because one of my main things I watch on YouTube is fucking Reddit videos. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah, I, I genuinely hate Reddit. I think I've explained it before. I got shadow banned and all that good shit just for, like, literally no reason. I know. Like, it's just so stupid. In 100% fairness to the YouTube videos, hearing, like, Microsoft Sam just deadpan deliver, like, pro revenge stories or just anything, it's... It's like nails on chalkboard to me. The, just the deadpan delivery of some things that happen are, are that are narrated through those, because that's what all of them are. There's like four channels that just grab the top posts of the day and have them narrated. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Now there, he hasn't posted in a very long time, but Sorrow TV actually voiced them with his voice. Yeah, he's a professional voice actor, actually. Funny enough, that is way more entertaining than Microsoft Sam yeah, yeah. dubs of Reddit posts. And I wish more people were like Sorrow TV. But the only other person that really does it, R slash, R slash, who is annoying and unoriginal, and Slazlo, who can't stop raping girls. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I, that might not be true. Well, that it, that it might was be more, bullshit. It was but, like sexual assault allegations or whatever. But yeah. He got canceled for it, but I don't know if he actually did it. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. you know, that's your only choice. And then the rest of it is like this Microsoft Sam bullshit. It's like, I could make this content. Should I quit my I mean, job? I was real no, tempted but... to. I'm, I'm going to be real. You could absolutely you. make that content. Get the farms going you in the background. You could absolutely <laughs> make that content and it would get views. And I, I personally think that I like some of it. Like sometimes the story isn't entertaining in that voice, right? It's just weird. But... I'm also a big fan of uh, the, the oh, yeah. drier humor uh, stand-up comedians from like Britain and stuff that really just deadpan stuff. Or like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, or oh, Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg. they're just straight one-liners. Fucking hilarious. Especially when it's properly done. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, more often than it being super rare, they really just catch lightning in a bottle with that microsoft sam stuff and it's because it, it'll be like the saddest story or like the most energetic story and he's like and there i was staring at my dead child i like cows like what like bro that's what i like about british sarcasm is very different from american sarcasm because they'll deadpan deliver and yeah. then not explain Just stare into your and soul. wait for you to laugh like i love that Whereas American sarcasm is like you, you modify your voice and you make it like really obvious that you're like mocking something. Really right? You're mocking Don't something. forget to subscribe and like. Oh, fuck, that's so hard to do. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and like, guys. American sarcasm. You know. And then British sarcasm is like, like and subscribe or I'm going to kill your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at that point, she had it coming. Let's be fair here. All that aside, I, I do want to to everybody listening, remind them to uh, subscribe and listen to everything else or I'm going to delete your Minecraft account. <gasps> I've already hacked into it. I've, I've given him the code. And he, he will hit the delete button. The big self-destruct button. We built it in Minecraft and it, it was programmed with Redstone to delete your account. But yeah, so here's the plan. We're going to go on library TV. We're going to make our, we're going to clone our slash, but we're going to only do not safe for work subreddits. We're going to judge like all the porn and like r slash two booty. It's going to be great.
But no, like, so speaking of library. Wait, can you do that on library? Yeah, not safe for content is allowed. Oh, really? Shit. It's filtered by default. You have to, like, want to see it. Can we not do that under the Melon Manty podcast name? Can we just, like, uh, I don't know, everybody? Oh, of course not. Yeah, no. Melons after The only dark. thing that goes under Melon Manty podcast is the episodes. Don't worry. Like, we've been kind of moving away from it. But can we, can we like, focus more on video games? I like video games. <laughs> we'll get to the video games in just a moment. So library, right? Uh, as a reminder, I did upload all of season two and the most recent couple of episodes to library. Something happened this week that nobody saw coming. Library, which has a website called library.tv that you can view the videos on. Library is a protocol and an app, right? It allows you to publish stuff. It uses weird blockchain magic and cryptocurrency to make everything work. I don't really know how it works. You can use the web version now? The web version is functional. Oh, library.tv. Nice. It's been functional for a bit. That wasn't a thing Yeah, before. I used to download the app, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah, and the app has still got a ways to go. It's prettier now. It's not YouTube, you know? YouTube might be shit, right. but it fucking works on my phone, and it works on my computer, so it's like... Uh, can I can I interject real quick? Uh, iOS 14, I believe it is, uh, the newest iOS, has a picture-in-picture mode that YouTube has locked somehow on their site, and to use a function on your phone, you have to get YouTube Premium. That's bullshit. Mm, yeah. So they basically everybody else would have to get YouTube Premium anyway. But like the phone's function, they've locked it behind something. I wonder how much of Apple that was in on that though, because that sounds like something Apple would allow. And then and then when they sell the new phones, they'd be like, you get a month free of YouTube Premium. That makes sense yeah it's like youtube's scummy don't get me wrong I, I ain't defending youtube in any any regard but also apple pretty fucking scummy that shit they did with Wait, fortnite no they wouldn't like do that. i don't hate fortnite they wouldn't do that i i take that back because that's but, google versus apple and the the google pixel is kind of a direct competitor i don't think or rather I, I said i don't hate i don't i don't like fortnite sorry. google is a direct competitor to apple you know android versus ios so being the owners of youtube they probably shafts up dirty well, so. the iphone no, yeah. versus the google pixel so i can yeah i can yeah. definitely see why google was like suck our ass i used to have a pixel 5 it was nice a pixel, was 5? pixel 5 or bro. nexus 5 oh, no sorry okay. hold on back it up a couple a decade <laughs> i was like i was like whoa this man really is in the future because they just did the four <laughs> They really just released the Pixel 4. I know because I thought about getting it. So I was like, he's magic. So l let me tell you a, a couple more things about Library. They, they did something crazy this week that I thought was weird. So Library.tv exists. It existed when I started uploading to Library very recently. And I was like, ah, finally, a thing I can send to somebody and they can watch my fucking shit without installing something. That was a huge barrier of entry. Um, they released a new one, a new website that looks different. That is backed by library. So all the content is there. Our stuff is there. I didn't do anything. It's, and it shows up. It's called Odyssey, uh, O D Y S E E.com. And I'm probably going to update the links on our website for the library on the listen page, uh, to the Odyssey URL because that website is just better done. It's made by the same people. They just, and they said library TV will be around as well. It's just library TV is like a web portal for the app, right? Where you can get everything. Because uh, you can upload text files and like PDFs and shit to the library. It, it takes any format. Whereas odyssey.com is meant to look like a YouTube competitor. It mainly focuses on videos. But our audio podcast still shows up just fine. But it is uh, designed and optimized for videos. Which is what most people think of as for library. Because library was sort of advertised as a YouTube competitor. But it's not really a competitor. It's more like 
a refuge waiting for YouTube's inevitable death. Because I don't think they'll ever compete with YouTube of today. I think they're just like building stuff out and biding their time. Because I think we're heading to a post-YouTube world. Because they keep fucking over their creators. Soon, it's just going to be jimmykimmel.com. Like, that's going to be the only thing on there. Like, it's just the way it's going. Late night TV gets all the ad revenue. And then fucking Philip DeFranco can't pay his employees because they keep demonetizing his stuff because he said a bad word. Big old bad (laughs) word. I mean, he still gets a fuck ton through... Uh, Patreon, Patreon, or whatever. Um, I want to be absolutely clear with you. Uh, YouTube isn't monetizing necessarily the Jimmy Kimmel and stuff, the late night TV things. They have some weird ass contract, yeah, where their advertisers are advertising on their content, right? So, so the stuff that you would see there. They get a cash injection, though. It still might as well be the same thing. It, it, it ends up being the same thing. That just means instead of lifting and shifting the cash from honest YouTubers that started there to Jimmy Kimmel isn't happening, they're just stealing it. <laughs> well, they might not be getting... I See, I don't know how that works. I don't know if you watch Philly well, D. I do, Sarge. all the time, every day. Okay. You notice how he has to like he has to censor text on screen and he has to bleep a lot of words that aren't offensive yeah. or weird like mental illness names of mental illnesses. We've discussed the adpocalypse at length. It's fucking their bottom line really hard and eventually their bottom line won't be able to survive on YouTube and they'll have to go get other jobs or seek an alternative. Possibly. And other alternatives exist that isn't but- library. Like I know Linus from Linus Tech Tips he made Floatplane but uh, I don't even know how Floatplane works. There's also, I think it's called Nebula is another one. Hmm. There's a but bunch. it's a paid service that works more like uh, one of those. Like, like it, it's the one Only that's fans? riding off of uh, Curiosity Stream, the documentaries. Uh, it, it rides off okay. of that, and it's basically YouTube. YouTubers that make educational content put yeah. their shit on there, which is it's actually really cool. That one I, I generally. I'm just saying I don't know if YouTube pays out to like jimmy kimmel and stuff i think it's more like a specialty deal yeah i think you're right so they're not really stealing anything i i get i get the grievance i get the grievance right i understand the grievance but i think that they have some contract with google and that they are basically using it as a marketing platform they're bringing their own sponsors and stuff and that could be good for google because their own sponsors could look at yeah. other videos and go, "Whoa, yeah, we're going to give you money." But yeah, that they're not like a partner in the sense Philly D is. Everything's good for yeah. Google. <laughs> but yeah, like we've entered a world at the very least. We've entered a world where you can't really get started on YouTube and make all your money from YouTube as a full-time career. Like if you have a successful channel, you must monetize off-site. You must sell merch. You must make a brand deal. You must advertise in video with a sponsorship like that's why everyone's doing it because if they didn't they wouldn't survive they would have to go get other jobs and this would just be a hobby but a lot of people want to make youtube their career and they've been doing it for so many years that i don't even know what they would do if they had to stop like because that's where the status quo was kind of moving in general and youtubers were getting super rich prior to the apocalypse and i would right i would say that logan paul is the core of both issues like we know he's the core of the apocalypse because logan paul right he 
caused it. And then he's also like on the chair of the a big merch company that a lot of YouTubers go through that don't even know. I didn't know that, but that's probably because you know he was shilling like every like every video was like, "Here's a second of content." By the way, buy our merch, buy our merch, be a maverick, be a maverick. <laughs> Like yeah, I, it was actually that's something that's been a point of contention lately. Um, what are they, Nelk? I think they're called another set of YouTubers. They've been constantly throwing parties, uh, despite them being literally having legal actions placed against them and everything uh, for doing so. But they, um, mm. but they're they, doing a tour across the country, yeah. so it's not like like a single party house. You can cut the power exactly. in California, which uh, which they did to somebody, but, yeah. not this guy. But like these people are touring the country, and so. They're not getting caught because they keep going to another city and partying yeah, and again. YouTube, YouTube actually <laughs> hit them though. They, they, they have their monetized like monetization just canceled. Yeah. They're, they're basically like fucked. YouTube, was. it'll, it'll catch the up. The issue is that they haven't been taken down, and so YouTube's like they've been selling yeah. more merch because their fans feel like we need to defend them. We need to support them now, or they're gonna fall apart. If you, if I haven't bought merch before, I'm definitely doing it now. Like it, but so they probably gained money from this rather than exactly. lost it, and that's kind of sad. YouTube pretends like monetization fucking matters anymore, but it really doesn't. Being monetized on YouTube means fuck all. If you're relying on AdSense money, you are literally doing the internet wrong. Or using the internet as a job wrong. You should be relying on merch sales, on other revenue through other means. Mm -hmm. So like Patreon's a, a good example. Or one of Patreon, like that was it, like Subscribestar, all that shit. Or just even just straight up like donation links, like like a PayPal link. Well, like you right. should not be relying on AdSense because A, it pays, it pays like shit. It, unless you have premium access, it's like... Like less than a cent per click, it's just ass, and you you're just not gonna make a ton of money. Even if you're getting like a thousand dollars through it, uh, let's say a week, that's okay. That's not bad. You're getting, but like that's an insane amount well, of sorry, money. Let's say like a a month or like every two weeks or something. Regular pay cycle shit. But this is why Library's uh, social media team is always dunking on YouTube whenever they make a mistake. Because with library, right, like if you upload like a beheading or like a copywritten music video, they're going to remove your video from library.tv and odyssey.com. But with the Libri app, if you know who uploaded that and they have the file on their computer and you go follow them, you can still get it, but you don't touch those websites at all. Right. Like and you can still tip them with the cryptocurrency. Right. And then if more people view it, like it's hosted on their computers and you don't need the fucking website anymore at that point. But as a service, library.tv, run by the people that made the library protocol, and Odyssey, they, they do host a copy of the things that get published, but they do vet them and make sure that they're not like something that should be removed. But you could technically get away with posting stuff that should be removed. It's just a lot harder to find it. Um, but if you know what you're looking for, you can get it. And they appear to have achieved a legal loophole. I'm surprised because that sounds like that, that's the same shit that killed Hitbox, essentially. Right, but it's not hosted, yeah, it's right? Yeah, like, that's a fair point. It's like downloading a torrent, right? Like torrenting software is not illegal. Downloading illegal content is, right? So it's kind of like that gray area. Like the company that controls library will probably never get in trouble for this. But I also, I haven't actually seen bullshit like that on library. They they do a really good job cleaning up their website. I mean, they they have a lot of content that is like weird like there's a fucking section on odyssey that is called the rabbit hole that looks like the fucking illuminati triangle and you click it and it's a bunch of shit about aliens and it's like what yeah is this on the conspiracy front theories i don't think should necessarily like, go away but god damn are half of them actually more than half of them cringy as fuck there are some crazy ones you know there's some legitimate ones that have some real you know basis some real analysis and you know that's cool 
But then YouTube wants nothing you get the to fucking do raving idiots to just go, and you're like, all right, dude, I can't. Right. I'm just going to walk away now. A lot of the alien stuff has almost not necessarily directly been confirmed, but it's like super, yeah. like it's basically like confirmed, or at least there's a large amount of credence given to those theories because everybody might have missed it because Corona and everything going on, but the Pentagon... Yeah, they did confirm. Yeah, like, like the Pentagon and a and bunch of oh, other yeah. places released a ton of information. It's basically like, yeah, yeah, we're not alone. There are aliens, and we found like proof of life on I think it was Venus or something like that recently. That's too. that's like, yeah, that's like bacteria though. That just means there could be life. We do, but that's the same as when we found yeah. life on Mars, it's and it's not even Fair. yeah, like the bacteria that was found i believe was actually in lower atmosphere because they found what would be maybe they didn't even find the bacteria but they found things that would have had to have been biochemical they were real fucking sure i'm just not sure how. real sure because <laughs> in the atmosphere they found things the biochemical byproduct right so like methane or something it wasn't methane but for the sake of this it was methane mm-hmm. and it was something similar to that. It was like a, a byproduct of life. Yeah, basically. yeah. It was a byproduct of something living, and it couldn't have possibly been there because the makeup of the planet, all the crazy shit that right. goes on with that. Well, hey. Anyway, yeah. anyway, guys. So TLDR, uh, library's actually super cool. You could probably do some weird stuff with it and get away with it, but nobody seems to be doing it, or I haven't found it. And they they do moderate their website, uh, but. While they may moderate away the beheadings and the weird shit and the copyright material, there's definitely no shortage of different voices on there. And their social media crowd or their social media people really like to say, yeah, you wouldn't have been banned on YouTube if only your shit was on the library. You can sync upload, just start double posting, right? Because they want people that risk demonetization and loss of livelihood to move, right? That's why David Pakman's on it. David Pakman is like a left wing guy. Um, but he yeah. says things people don't like. Like uh, and he gets canceled sometimes. Mother's right? basement's on there too. And then, the right wing David Pacman on there too, right? Like the right wing version of that guy. And it's fine. They're both side by side in the same feed and it's not a problem, I think. I don't know. I, I like listening to, to people I don't agree with. Yeah, me too, in all fairness. I as long as they're like not being like super outlandish about it, like there's something special about just understanding and recognizing things. I'm just glad it's yeah. not all one opinion, right? There's plenty on library that I don't agree with that is entertaining to watch. And there's plenty that I do agree with. It's got both and not just like YouTube, I guess, but like YouTube is starting to like rein that stuff in. So TLDR odyssey.com exists and it's way prettier and I'll probably update our website with the link to it. They may release live. They, they teased on their discord because uh, they have a fucking discord that they might dabble with live streaming. And I'm super interested in that. I would totally have a live stream version of the show on there because uh, then we can get away with saying the word though. In the recording, I still edit that out because I don't want to get banned from iTunes. <laughs> but you know, just in general things, like I would, I would be terrified for your either of your guys' channels if we did this show on on Twitch because I know they're always listening and you say one wrong thing. Like, didn't they start banning people for for what was the name of that World of Warcraft enemy? Oh the snake God, dude. Yeah, yeah, for saying Naga. I mean, in yeah. all fairness, though, this sounds like something else. And then they were banning people for it. They, I think they undid. They that, did undo but it. Still, but in all fairness. Those people knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were doing it up. Yeah. People they, were assholes, people were using it in the way that That way you could say, look, the algorithm's really evil, guys. And it's like, but you said it ten times in a row. Yeah. yeah. And the little kids got a hold of it and but, thought it was funny, basically. Yeah. 
My point is the algorithm may strike again, and it may be a different word that doesn't even sound remotely controversial, and you never know when it's going to come. Forcing gut and shit for saying those fools or something, and it and because of his accent, it sounded like he was fucking making fun of gay people, and it was just like yeah. people just run with shit when they hear wow. it, dude. Nobody wants nobody wants the trigger. Yeah. They just want the funny. Silly meme. The, oh, lol, he got banned. The censors of Twitch are very strict, and that's why I would fear for your channels if we host this show there, because I would be afraid to say the wrong thing. I mean, I've already had some close calls. Before we switch over to this next topic that I'm excited to get into. Because you're going to have the spotlight. Talking talk about, about the close <laughs> calls, Vic made me a moderator, and I proceeded to fill up. Oh, yeah all of his like banned words thing just to like just to give redundancies to things right so i typed everything hard r's t's and everything just to make sure that there was no way that was getting in well he could see that they were being added but they were in like a grayed out text moderation chat bubble yeah it it still shows up in my chat yeah not for anyone else just for it was it was being grayed out and i'm like and my fucking heart sunk. And yeah, like, and his <laughs> like I watched his eyes just go huge, and he was like, "What the hell just happened?" Uh, it took me a second to realize where it was. Yeah, yeah. Start in the fetal position. I'm not gonna. Oh, get yeah, it's oh, way more than getting banned. Of that, like you're done. <laughs> but yeah, they would nuke you from orbit for that. Yeah, because it shows up with my name is the worst part. Yeah, so so I made sure oh, that. God. You know, just adding redundancies in like I did on my channel and everything just to make sure nothing gets through because it's important. But he mm-hmm. he freaked out. And, you know, that that goes back to our story yes, or, uh, last episode about Victim's Discord server. Like he had to like lay down the law with that one guy who was getting edgy with his memes because it's like you, you're on Twitch. You, you have a brand. You were a small streamer, but you can't just not moderate because they will ban you. Yeah. I mean, if you want to stream as a hobby, there are places you could go that aren't Twitch that you could do it. But you, you want to build a brand and go further with this career, make it more more than a hobby. I, the only reason I ever stopped like years and years and years ago is because of no stable Internet. But now that I have stable Internet, I just want to do it. I, I have fun with it. I do it as a hobby. But also, if it became a job, I'm totally down with that. I would have no problem. You may still qualify as a small streamer, but your metrics are obviously climbing in the right direction. It's yeah. just very slow. Right. So. You have a, a real brand that you must protect. So it's like, you have to do this. I just think Twitch is a little overzealous with their algorithms and bots, but YouTube is, of course, Yeah, they're, they're at least trying to be better than, than YouTube. Enough about library. I'm telling you, library is cool. Don't, don't let the, the weirdos that post on it tell you otherwise, because there's a lot of great stuff on there and some not so great stuff on there. But is that any different from YouTube? No. It's identical to YouTube in that regard. Sarge. I'd like to give you the spotlight for a minute while we return to video games, what our podcast yes. was fucking about in the first place. You have achieved Endgame yes. in Avengers. Pun, pun not intended. Shut up, though. You intended it. I was not excited to move on to this because <laughs> I got the spotlight, rather that I could sell this game to you guys. Um, I do want to put a disclaimer that when I did this, I was looking for bad things. And I wasn't really writing down all the positive. So it's going to sound like my cons list here is substantially larger because if you search the bad you're gonna find the bad and so on and right but you you want people to buy this game yeah avoid it right there we'll get into it but currently uh some of what i have here is probably fixed but that's because they just put out a patch which is huge so basically every problem people have been complaining about 
has been is it huge though i've played okay okay fair it's not a huge (laughs) patch but it's 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 huge in the sense that basically whatever was like oh the game's broken we it isn't like they fixed it right now i haven't played much since the patch gotcha i i was just making fun i was just making fun of call of duty's 100 plus gigabyte patches asshole i know my 1.2 terabyte data oh, cap oh, yeah. cries every time. When Siege is like, oh, this update so everything downloads faster in the future. you got to re-download the whole game. It's like, fuck you, I will. <laughs> I'd probably play Call of Duty more if I didn't have to update all the time. Because if I opened it right now, I'd be like, ah, update. You're two updates behind. 200 gigs. Fuck yeah. Home. I mean, like, I understand. And I like the amount of content. But can we just, like, move back to the days where developers actually fucking compress their data for fuck's sake? Well, maybe if you played those games I talked about last time. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, that's fair. So big patch, big sweeping changes. They fixed some stuff. Can you name some examples of things that were bad that were made good? Yeah, um, people were having crashing issues, which is one of my cons. In fact, I was like some crashes and I put maybe a me thing and I planned to be like it very well could have been a me thing. But I guess other people were experiencing crashes as well at certain points. It was bad enough to patch. Yeah, and they patched that out. Uh, there were some loot table issues where that were huge, like detrimentally bad. Like it, as you got nearer to the end game and you were trying to really max things out, it became a problem. They have three tiers of gear. Well, technically four. So you get, you know, your basics, your rares your uncommons your rares and then legendary so there's five i mm-hmm. i'm bad at math there's there's five five, five yeah. there's five yeah. tiers of rarity. so you go you know basic uncommon rare legendary and then they have exotic and the exotics people were saying felt uh substantially underpowered and they were even posting that they had found legendaries that were just better and had the same effects and everything so they fixed the exotics God, that hurts my brain because in Guild Wars, exotic is below legendary. But yeah, on. okay. So they they <laughs> fixed the highest tier of the gear to be the best, and they okay. also fixed some issues with those dropping and so on, which was a lot of the issue. It's still meant to be a grindy game as it is, mm-hmm. but a large portion of the problems that people were having were in fact fixed. And there's a long list of patch notes that they did things that I didn't even hear complaints about, which gave me hope. And like I was like, oh, okay, these guys are really doing stuff. And I'm glad they are. I, I know, I, I don't know if we pointed it out last episode or if we were talking about it in Discord, but like the studio that made that game has some job openings and people were like, does this spell doom for the game? Are they just going to dump and run? It's like, no, yeah. uh, they're probably hiring people to do stuff on that game. Like, yeah, or post-launch. <laughs> or, you know, make another AAA title. Like, oh no, but, but yeah. Just to just to dig into my cons, and some of these may be applicable, some may not be. Like it's very likely these are all all gone. Uh, some tile set bugs. There was two levels that rarely I would spawn in, and some assets wouldn't load correctly, and it always ended up being the floor and everything else so you were kind of just walking around in the sky it looked like but there'd be like a car in a building i mean that's pretty fitting for a superhero game yeah but, but there'd be like cars and stuff that res in some res issues i 
had it so very rarely that I could not tell you if it's still there. Then I put some crashes, maybe a me thing. Clearly that was addressed. They fixed all that. But they said, my biggest issue, my absolute biggest issue with all of it is there is the Spider-Man exclusivity. And I think that is super detrimental. Some people may disagree with me. That may not even be their issue, though. Yeah, that's so fucked up. That's just Sony in general being dicks, which I might talk about that later. There was a bug where I loaded into a mission. This happened one time. I loaded into a mission and I was, it seemed, a million miles above the map. And then I just proceeded to fall like I was falling through (laughs) the map. It was really weird, (laughs) but I just restarted the mission and it fixed it like it's it was comical it wasn't like oh no i hate this game because it was like that's fucking hilarious you make it sound like it only happened to you a single digit number of times yeah like this one literally only happened once but i was like okay that's that's worth telling some people might say with a triple a title it's unacceptable but for like a live service game where you're supposed to like queue in and play every day like it's gonna happen yeah that's not crazy yeah like stupid comical bugs i think are fine but i felt i had to mention this because it was oh i have to go through a load screen eh," or whatever but it was it was hilarious because i was like i'm a flying champion can i fly down to the map and i spent like 10 minutes trying to get to it and it didn't work but it was fucking hilarious you can your your ultimate with iron man is you get into the Hulkbuster armor. Sometimes when you do that, you have this super long time, like initiation period. He like punches the ground and summons a little pad and then he'll like fly up and he'll be in the armor. This has happened to me maybe like three or four times and where I could see that being an annoyance while you're doing that, you have a massive invulnerability period. It's basically putting you in iframes right so you you're not at risk for dying or anything but like it kind of takes away the rhythm you know and you might not agree with this but i think this game was a real missed opportunity it could have been a muso game like dynasty warriors or fire emblem warriors or hyrule warriors as i feel like if you're a superhero you should be one-shotting groups of people in a single swing like imagine you're the hulk and you like you hulk smash and then like everyone dies like but in this game it has to be balanced and grindy and it feels like if it was a Muso, you could make a live service play forever Muso. I don't know. It doesn't exist. I wish there was. Just I would. So that I, I could would play infinitely that. forever. Just beat hordes of enemies with my fate. Yeah, yeah. A well, a well done live service Muso game would be fucking awesome. I would love it. I'm still really sad. The Persona 5 Muso game is currently Japan exclusive. But like, God, if that came out, I would play it every day. Like, I love Muso games. Well, it's because those games don't do too well here, which is funny to think. I but. know. You, I'm you so brought up worried. a. Uh, actually, go ahead. We interrupted you, your interview. <laughs> no, no. You you brought up a good point. Uh, I heard it before from you guys that people were upset that Hulk wasn't just one hitting everybody and so on and so forth. And that is partially because of the leveling process and the grinding nature to it. Also, balance. Can't you take any hero to any mission? Yeah, you can go any yeah. one anywhere. There are some missions on your first try, you have to be this person or this person, but that's okay. As the Hulk or anybody, really, when you first get them and you're beginning to level them up, they don't feel bad, I would say, but they do feel like a little underwhelming. And that's just because, well, you don't have any 
investment into them. You know, right. if they're level one, they don't feel fantastic. You don't have all the cool abilities. And there are a lot of things mm-hmm. that as you unlock them, you start to feel a lot it stronger. It feels a little at odds of the concept of I'm a superhero, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But in the story, I guess you could say that it sort of fits, and I don't want to spoil the story. And... Yeah, there's I, a story. Uh, Android twenty one comes down from the sky and does some like space wave bullshit to make everyone the same power level, so every fight is fair. Oh wait, that's n- DBZ Fighter Death Fighter Z. Never mind. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, Android wh- twenty one is best girl, by the way. What What it is is there's a uh, long period of time that is between where the game begins to actually play and like the prologue that you do play it in, but you're not playing the game. So mm. there's a long period of time. An event happens. The Avengers become scattered, and there's yeah, a long period of time. So just say they're rusty or whatever, whatever. Uh, the Iron Man intro when you get to that point in the game, which is fairly early on, really kind of uh, pushes that as a, a possibility. Also, Victim, have you seen the voice talent in the Avengers game? They got some A list voice talent for the English dub. Yeah, yeah, they got quite a bit. Yeah. It's actually the amount of money they. They probably like shout out all over this game is an interesting thing because like when you think a movie video game, you think like just garbage. Like there's been a, a handful of really good ones, but like you know me yeah. and Victim are huge nerds for English voice talent. Yeah, and the, <laughs> these are these are like the the top of the line. Like I recognize their names, and I'm not like the biggest nerd, but I have learned a little bit from you guys, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, then I only have two more untitled things one is one of my big issues i said untitled because that's my notepad uh cons uh some people (laughs) some people might not like the grindy games or the 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 style of this game which is like arkham knight or god of war you know and with the grindiness they should they should have seen it coming because it's a live service like people who played anthem people who play warframe or destiny 2 like they they should expect it yeah, and in, if, at the gate. and if you you know don't like the God of War, Arkham Asylum games, uh, Assassin's Creed kind of like beat 'em ups, then everything I'm saying doesn't matter. Don't buy the game. Like that's it's simply like it, there's it plays like those. If you don't like shooters, don't buy Call of Duty. It's right. it only makes sense. Um, and then my only other like major thing besides Spider-Man exclusivity, these all these other ones are eh to me but the spider-man exclusivity and their microtransactions it's not that i hate microtransactions i understand them in a live service game it makes sense they are just very expensive like free-to-play video game expensive like valorant gun expensive or not quite They're, valorant okay. valorant guns and everything are a little bit too pricey but like they're <laughs> fortnite levels right so like if you want to skin it's like I just paid 15 bucks for this. It's a little bit absurd. Damn. Yeah, and it's the free-to-play level of pricing, right? And it, it just... But you paid full price for this game. And yeah. You, you so, should be able to unlock some cool-looking stuff without having to yeah. slide the credit card. Well, you, you can, but grind. Yeah, and the paid stuff looks cooler, right, than the earnable. No, no, no. Like, you can get the paid stuff through earning, just like, you know, Fortnite. It just will take you longer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's how that is. But for for the goods, because I realized at some point I was like, oh shit, I'm just looking for the bad things. I need to write good, like positive things so that I remember them. Uh, I have 
that there's good voice acting. It's all the voice acting is great. Doesn't mean the dialogue is all the time perfect or anything like that. The mission modifiers, there there are modifiers to the missions that are just thrown on there. You don't choose them or anything. They're fucking great. They when you're grinding, it kind of changes the experience up. I wish that they changed. That would be cool, but you can go into a mission and be like, oh, well, every source of melee damage is now a exponentially higher number, or every source of this, or maybe enemies won't drop health without skills in your tree allowing them to, and so on and so forth. So you, you kind of have to change things up, and there are skills in the leveling trees that you can freely change after you've unlocked them. It gives you a couple options. and you can kind of adapt to that, which is great. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it feel so bad. The battle pass or the live service thing, as far as I know, is entirely free. There's not a premium version. Uh, You can buy tiers, which, I mean, sure. That's a little weird. No, like like if you're, you know, on tier 5, but there's a skin on tier 6, like, you can get it. And it does have the premium currency in them. So, I mean... Eh, it's it's you can get it it's that a way. it's a solid battle pass as it were but there's not a premium version you there's not like a second track if you spend money you get extra cool shit like i i dig that you know i i don't feel like i'm immediately being prodded to spend more money or something to get an exclusive that's good monthly thing that may never come back and then everyone feels really balanced like there's no standout absolutely insane person i each of them have their each character has their pros and cons as it were but you can make at the top like uh the level cap is 50 so when you hit 50 with everybody you can make every single character be like this is kind of absurd like this person's broken as all hell and in reality it's it's not really that it's like everybody feels really good me personally i don't like some of the play styles so i play those people but like if i wanted to play them i wouldn't feel underwhelmingly weaker if they were on the same level of power or the same character level as the others they they all feel very strong Mm -hmm. with all of that said if you're not in the absolute deal breaker of you know i don't like these kind of games buy it like if it's on sale i 100 percent think it's a buy for anybody who has a mild interest in it. Assassin's Creed gameplay, not a deal breaker. They like superheroes. Yeah. And the live service isn't a deal breaker. We've all played them. I am a big fan of Warframe. Victim is a big fan of fucking yeah. whatever. Vindictus? I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, mean, I really like Warframe. I just fell out. If, I, I if, if that one specific thing isn't, you know, a absolute deal breaker for you, because... It can be for people. I get it. I, I don't have COD, and it's not because I don't play shooters. It's because I it's cause your heart I've played that. Yeah, that that's it. Um, but no, I've, I've just played so much COD, I don't really care for COD. As long as that's not a deal breaker. If you were sitting there thinking, oh, maybe I should buy it. I, I really like the product. Like, da, 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 da. Just do yourself a favor and get it. Anybody who's not exactly thinking about getting it or think that it looks good or anything like that, but they are interested in those type of games and they're sort of okay, interested okay. in it. Not, They're not like 
invested, as it were. When it goes on sale, I'll get it. It's a definite, like, easy buy during a sale. If it's on sale, I would buy you it. Got, you have to really want it if you want to buy it at 60 bucks. You need to really want it. I, I wouldn't say you have to really... Canadian dollars. I wouldn't have to say that you would really want it. Just that, like, you enjoy the Avengers and you enjoy these types of games. And that live service isn't a huge negative. Uh, I have a final question for you, and then we'll move on to our next topic. So what would you say to people that watched the first wave of reviews pre-patch that you just discussed, the big patch? A lot of the reviews came out before that patch, and they roasted this game for the problems that were probably addressed in that patch. What do you have to say to those people who watched those reviews and are listening to you right now? I would say that the people who did those reviews clearly weren't in a place that they should be judging. Like it. It doesn't make sense to judge a game on release. Like I get, I but that's what no, they no, do. I, like, I, I get normal. that. But currently, there's so many problems, and so many of them were vastly exaggerated. Like I said, I have. Let me let me open up my Steam right now and look. So I think the problem there is it's a live service game. Like if you compare skill ups, like 2018 Warframe review to. Total Biscuits, like 2012 Warframe mm-hmm. review, rest in peace, Total Biscuit. You will find two very different games yeah. in those videos, and they do not compare. And I think that will be the same of this game in yeah. some time. And I think the change is already here with this major patch that came out. Maybe if these reviewers were interested, they they could cover it again. But I think like Skillup was was pretty specifically Skillup was very harsh. But he actually ended his review on a positive note, saying this game has the potential to be very good, and they're yeah. obviously working on it. Like he made that. Yeah, very they are clear obviously working on this right? game. And I thought that was very decent yeah. of him. And for the record, uh, all the things I said that like were very rare. Like it happened one time. It happened a handful of times. Uh, right. I have like sixty hours into the game. It's not you know two hundred hours or anything, but I've played it a good amount. I I played basically nonstop for the first forty eight hours of it. So for my 56 Must hours. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, n- not nonstop, but I'm you know. I, I'm complaining because yeah, I don't it have was that kind it was pretty consecutive. Mm-hmm. I did play some video games recently. Fantastic! Tell me about them. So, uh, two games I want to talk about because obviously, you know, I, we make this show, we record it every other week, and then I edit on the off week, and then on Saturdays we usually play Planet Side, right? So my time where I'm not doing the show playing planet side it's actually super limited and to be honest it's not that limited i've just been playing a lot of persona 5 royal with destiny right but we're almost done with the game and once that's over i'm probably going to start xenoblade one but i might have some more nights where i just play on my computer to relax rather than play on the ps4 in the living room but besides the point i bought a new game that came out recently called bullets per minute bpm uh that game is like a first person roguelike like you spawn in, all you have is a pistol start, and you go room to room. It's like a dungeon. You unlock the map as you go. Each room is either an encounter room, a boss room, a room full of chests, a shop, right? Very simple. Very roguelike. It's very roguelike, and it's different every time, of course, and you only get one life. But what's different is that uh, the music, very nice. And you can only dash, double jump, reload, and shoot to the beat of the music so let's say it it, well what am i saying basically 
<laughs> it's really fucking hard. <laughs> I don't have the rhythm. For those of you who don't know, Dylan is white. It, it sounds to me like ne- Crypt of the Necrodancer, just with guns and first person. First person, yeah. I mean, I've beaten through the Fire and Flames on Expert, but this game challenges me. And it's just because I haven't figured it out yet. I just got it to like yesterday. I played it for the first time today. I put in like maybe an hour, which really isn't enough time to judge the game. Yeah. But I tell you, it's fun. I haven't beat the first boss yet, but it's fun. But I put more time into another game I bought recently a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's in early access, so it's not done yet, but it's Ultra Kill. Ultra Kill is... I have a question for Ultra Kill specifically, because we did talk about it a little bit before recording. You said it was like Quake, and that's all I got to hear. Do either of these, just because I don't want to leave bullets per minute out, have a chance at multiplayer? Because I really like Risk of Rain 2, and I like that you can have fun with friends in roguelikes. I don't know. Um, so... Ultra Kill is not a roguelike. I, if they get multiplayer, it'll probably be okay. similar to Quake Live. But um, so far, I, I don't think BPM has multiplayer. I didn't see it in the menu. Well, I mean, do, do you think it would have the potential to have it? Like, Oh, absolutely. Okay. Like, I really hope they add it later, if it, assuming it's not there now. Cause... There are some games that are roguelikes that just don't see it being multiplayer. It's like, this is clearly single-player experience. Mm-hmm. Two-player would add nothing yeah, if not just the game entirely. Right, whereas Risk of Rain 2 is like, I never play it alone, it's so much more fun with friends. Absolutely, which is why I love I it. I absolutely do not play that game alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, same idea. So I really hope BPM adds multiplayer, but I can't say for sure that it has or that it will if it doesn't. Because again, I only gave it an hour of my time. Ultra Kill, I gave a lot more time because uh, I bought it a while ago. Uh, in early access. It is a mix between Quake and Devil May Cry. Basically, the mechanics are Quake. It looks like Quake. It plays like Quake. But they expect you to be stylish. Jump off walls. You, there's a score. It's like you go from like rank D to rank S, triple S, based on you know how fast you're killing everyone and how cool you're doing it. Like If you're in the air and they're in the air, there's multipliers for your score. Right? You can launch them in the air and shoot them. Or you could just sit back and nail them with your pistol and hope you don't die. You will. You will. <laughs> because if you're not moving, you'll die. And also, blood is health and everything bleeds. But if you're not close enough to them, they don't bleed on you and you don't get health. So the game both encourages, rewards, and punishes you for getting close to the enemy. Like, I wasn't doing very well until I got the shotgun. Once I got the shotgun, everything changed. Because now I can reliably heal myself because I'm not screwing myself by getting close to the enemy with a dinky little pistol. Now, to be fair, the alt fire on the pistol is like a charge up shot that pierces and has a big explosion. Good for groups. Good for when they're lined up and rushing you down a hallway. But the shotgun is a game changer. And once I got the shotgun, it just opened up everything. And I saw during Helm's Deep, like a speed run of the first chapter that I uh, had completed previously. And they did it in like a minute and I felt really inferior. (laughs) skipping past the enemies only shooting the required ones and just like plowing through the levels rocket jumping and doing crazy shit and i was like damn i'm not that good and then when they do fight they get the triple s shit i'm like damn even by devil may cry standards they're doing good yeah (laughs) 
but that's that's all I wanted to say about that. That it's not really a full review. I, I I will give my thoughts later because I need to put some more time into these games. But again, I don't have like just forty eight hours to drop on a game. If I did, I'd be playing so, different games. Probably. Speaking of new yeah. games, um, <laughs> did you guys see those fucking requirements for uh, Cedar Project Red's new Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? There we go. I got it. <laughs> I oh, did they, they announce look. them? I, uh, yeah, I didn't. Either. So my computer is overkill for the game. And my computer is maybe like a bit above average. What? Wait, wait, wait. I shit you Can not. You, it's really? like minimum requirements are like, or it's re- recommended requirements are like, I want to say it was like an, uh, the the highest thing on the list was an i7 uh, CPU. But oh, everything else was damn. like middle of the damn. road, like a 1060, I think they said for graphics cards. That's, that's awesome because I want that game so fucking bad. Eight gigs of RAM. I was expecting the opposite. I thought they were gonna force me to upgrade. <laughs> you must have a thirty eighty. Good luck, bitches. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it. That game looks mm-hmm. so packed, so brilliant. There's just so much shit going on on screen. I, it blows me away. It looks fantastic. But speaking of uh, Ultra Kill and how it has Devil May Cry things, I've been in your stream recently, mostly just to shit on Hydro, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a past yes, of victim but, stream. Well, I I have to be the king. I've given this man so much fucking money strictly out of pride for myself. I don't even <laughs> like him. Okay, but damn. <laughs> I've made sure that I'm the king. Uh, anyways, you've been playing Devil May Cry. You've been like marathoning it, and I wanted to uh, hear about that. Is this your first time playing Devil May Cry, victim? Yeah. Well, kind of. So I played Devil May Cry three. I don't know, I'm not sure when the fuck it would, it would have been. I think it was like a couple years after it released. Back when PS2 was still like the new shit. But I, I didn't get that far. I sucked. The only thing I knew about Devil May Cry in the PS2 era was that I had a DVD that came with my one of my copies of Electronic Gaming Monthly. And it had a couple of episodes of Red vs. Blue, some of which were exclusive. I can't find them on YouTube. It had the Devil May Cry trailer. And I was like, damn, that song's really ballin'. I like this. The, the theme song for Devil May Cry 3. And yeah. then it had a trailer for Metal Gear Solid 3, which wasn't out yet. And everyone was super excited for it. And I remember watching all these trailers and the Rivers of Blue episodes like a million times when I was bored with my EGM or Electronic Gaming Monthly DVDs. They should do that again. I miss those. <laughs> That's all I ever knew about Devil May Cry. And then I just like tend through osmosis with other people like playing it, just kind of like knew, oh, it's about a guy named Dante. He's a demon hunter. There's a Virgil guy. There's girls, and they made a really bad remake at one point. I played, like, Devil May Cry 1 and 2, and then I completely forgot. I think I saw you do that. Yeah, yeah. then I completely forgot about that entire franchise, and now it's, like, at Devil May Cry 5, and there's, like, six playable characters, and I have no idea what's going on. There's three. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's far too many fucking people for me. I, I don't know. I You don't play them all at once. Well, clearly, so. but <laughs> it was, like... Who are these people? Where did they come from? I just want to... Where did they go? Where did they come from? Dante Del May Cry, uh, Joe. But yeah, Victim. Yeah, I think there actually is six playable characters, really? actually, now I think about it. Yeah, there's Lady Trish, uh, Dante, Nero, Virgil, and... New guy. Yeah. V. Speaking of Del May Cry... That's right, because they added DLC for, for Virgil. But anyways, we're interrupting. Sorry, Victim. sorry. <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to point this out. Speaking of Del May Cry... It would be awesome to have a Castlevania game built like Devil May Cry, would it not? Uh, there kind of is. I mean, it's not quite, but um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, if the team behind Devil May Cry was like, we got the rights to Castlevania, and we're just gonna rip off our main IP 
basically. It'd be like, that'd be so cool. It would. Well, I mean, yeah. Konami's busy, you know, chilling their shit out the phones with really horrible, you know, mechanics. But you know what, shit, Sarge? So. The guy that made Devil May Cry um, made Astral Chain. I, I think so. It's Kamiya, right? I'm in that Kamiya, game. I think he made. You're in. Three? I was gonna say you're in that he game. He made one. And that of game them. is very good, and I'm gonna fact check myself right now, and I'll just edit out the typing and post. Same dude who made Devil May Cry made Astral Chain. While I had that Wii, I definitely should have bought it. I asked Victim what the game was, and he told me, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, I hate you. (laughs) At first. (laughs) Yeah, but I had already given the Wii back by that point. So I was like, ah, shit. Ah, damn. Yeah, I think Astral Chain 2 actually got announced, too. Yeah, uh, Kamiya mentioned it on Twitter, and everyone rejoiced. Because it's like, holy shit. I really liked the first one. And then everyone subsequently got pissed at him for, for them getting blocked. And I'm like, dude, that's his thing. You, you can't shit on him for that. He's made it a giant joke, a giant meme. He, like, the bar I, for being blocked by Kamiya is really low. It's almost a rite of passage. Everyone gets blocked by Kamiya It, on it really is. If you're not banned by Kamiya, are you even really a, one of his fans? I think he, that's I, pretty much how it goes. Before so. I deleted my Twitter account, I think he blocked me. Good job. If you're not banned from Pyongyang, are you know really a Redditor? Like, like, that's the truth <laughs> behind it. Anyways, we were interrupting you. Pyongyang is a fine city. Okay, you've been anyway, promoted yeah. to mod of our Pyongyang. <laughs> North Korea, best Korea. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, no, Devil May Cry, it's been it's been fun so far. It's really tough. And that's honestly one of the issues I always have with it is I am never I've never been good at fighting games. So when it comes to inputting combos, I am literally the fucking worst person to do it. But now as an adult playing it and actually reading everything that comes on my screen, because little kid victim fucking hated reading. Reading's for <laughs> nerds, skip, 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 Who the skip. fuck does that? That's the reason why I didn't understand Final yeah. Fantasy VIII the first time. Because I was just skipping through the text. <laughs> and then I replayed it as an adult and I had a whole another view of how that game played. Yeah. But, you know, reading through the combos, I'm like, oh, it's literally just the hold down two buttons and then hit the hit the attack button. I was like, holy fuck, that's really easy to input. I'm like, holy, okay. And, you know, once I got the hang of it, I was like, oh, I'm fucking just like slamming through this game. Um, DMC3 had a major issue where realistically you didn't need to do any of that cool, fancy, flashy shit. It was just to be cool. Otherwise, you could just hit the attack button and make sure that you dodge at the right time, and you're you're good to you're good to go. That's all you really <laughs> need to do. I mean, you won't get many points, and you kind of need those, but like, yeah, still, it all whatever. Works out. Okay, but yeah, I'm 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 going through four right now. Did you beat three, um, or did you? It's a lot more fun. Just um, end it. Did you get all the way through? No, I beat it. I beat three. Oh, yeah, I got it. it. Took me a bit. How'd you like the ending? I I heard the ending. I've seen bits and pieces of the final fight. It looked like a real Kino moment. Like, did you like it? Um, in all fairness, the the final fight is it's just like an upgrade. So, spoiler, I guess you fight Virgil, your your brother, uh, throughout the game, and that's the third time you fight him. And he's not hard, really. I mean, he beat me once, but like most of it is, is that he just becomes faster and has hyper armor and. Just it's like more like you know silly bullshit from action games, and you just need to get it down when you're supposed to hit them. And again, you use your auto attack because it does way more damage than being silly flashy about it. And, that, and that's pretty much what it boils down to. Is it's not that hard once you you just like stop and look. Okay. Because you you want to slam on your controller, you want to do all the cool combos and get uh, you know SSS rank, but then you realize that you could beat the boss and like five less minutes and not take Fair. any damage all right another question uh do you think uh nero looks better with long hair or short hair uh short hair i almost didn't recognize him when i saw the trailer for five i'm like is that nero i'm pretty sure throughout the game he eventually gets it again 
goes back to his regular hairstyle. Oh, I don't know that. I haven't played five, so I, I haven't either. I just have seen clips. But yeah, like that game looks really fun. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Moving swiftly along, not to cut you off, victim. There, there is a thing I wanted to ask you about that I wanted to cover in this episode that is very mysterious to me. The fuck's the deal with the VTubers? Simp, 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 simp. Don't simp. Is it? Don't simp. Don't do it. Is it just simping, or is there more? No. I mean, let's be fair here. The internet right now, simping is the, is the new Mimi joke. And sure, it's funny. I'm not I'm not shitting on anyone for, for talking about it or whatever. And there's definitely people out there that like will live and die by the virtual avatar of one of these girls, um, much like they would for like Pokemon or, or so on. And, you know, insert popular person on the internet here, basically. But us cultured folks only simp for Claire from Bon Appetit, who I'm pretty sure isn't in Bon Appetit <laughs> anymore because of their scandal. Yeah, I mean, I never thought someone with gray hair would um, be as attractive as she is, so I can agree to that. Oh my goodness. That's rude. So, she had a gray streak, I'm trolling. So for the uninitiated <laughs> or the the bingers in 2030 that this fat has already passed, from what I understand, a VTuber is someone with like a face rig or like some sort of software where their webcam is capturing them and their features, so they're like their moving mouth and stuff, but like what's displayed for the stream viewers is like an anime girl, something in 3D that resembles a girl, right? There's, I think there's voice changers involved, right? Sometimes. Yeah, FaceRig is a good example because FaceRig does exactly what their program does, but it's not the same thing. Um, there's also another program that I forget the name of. I think it's like Live 2D something. It's kind of like VR chat, but without any of the online functionality. Right. I remember uh, when, before the VTuber craze began, there was a big controversy on a um, a, a website for, for simping known as Chatterbait. Oh, where yes. there was a basically a VTuber on their platform yeah, that that was stripping for people. And they this person, we don't even know if it was a man or a woman or whatever. Right. Like, but it was a virtual girl. We don't know who's behind the camera. And this person made like a lot of money, thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I just remember the absolute salt of the Chatterbait community on Twitter because of course they went to Twitter and they were just like, I spend money on makeup. I act, I have to put on a show and this could be some fat dude in his mom's basement made $10,000 in one night. There was a girl that posted on Reddit who like did Chatterbait as like a mime. And she posted some yeah. safe for work videos that blew up on Reddit and they were actually really good. I was like, like, I, I never thought I'd enjoy mime work, but like it was hilarious. I I approve. Well, she, yeah. she was kind of good looking. Probably. She was in my makeup, but she was like kind. Her features appeared to be Point. good looking, but like the the fact is, like she clearly put in a lot of effort to ha be able to mime the way like you would expect her to be a mime on the street, right? So there you were watching a cam girl in my makeup. Oh, it, she was it was she posted like safe for work <laughs> clips from her stream type thing. Did she still use the vow of silence thing? Yeah, to a degree, <laughs> like at least in those videos from what I can tell. Like I she was completely quiet, but it was like fucking amazing and I was like yeah, I she was wouldn't like, do well in point kill it. She wouldn't do well on Pornhub. I don't know, man. I've seen... <laughs> Come on, Serge. You knew that. I... So Alright, first of all, first of all, have you seen the, like, super wholesome dude who looks like he should knock on your door and yes. try to sell you Mormon shit? Yeah. Dude, 
I love that dude. <laughs> yeah. He's he's entertaining as fuck. He really oh my is. God. He does a good job. But no, VTubers, fuck. Uh, I mean, uh, Melody's so a good Melody example. aside, that I I don't I think she got banned or something. I I, I didn't hear about her after a while. She got banned on Twitch the first time because mm. she tried to do safe work content on Twitch. Kinda, but I'm pretty sure. No, I don't. I don't have any confirmation on this because again, I don't really like. I don't get enthralled. I'm sure it was the just chatting category, and I'm pretty sure there was sexual paraphernalia in the imagery. There was uh, in the background of the but set. But I'm also pretty sure she set. had that. Um, uh, I forget the fuck it's called. That uh, the the thing that like it's like a vibrator oh. for tips. Yeah. Whatever the fuck yeah. it is, there there were some people who pretty were pretty sure she had that on during, but just wasn't advertising or or, or p- pointing it out. But you could tell when she got a large donation that she would like perk up and be like, ah. Mm. <laughs> She's cut that okay. shit out and got unbanned, but you know. So after the the melody craze, there seems to have been an explosion of VTubers. Where did it start? Do you uh, know? I mean, they, really, the explosion was kind of before her, but it was only among like anime circles, I guess. If that makes sense, uh, Hollow Live is the big one. They they've been around for like a long time now. Like I want to say twenty sixteen or seventeen is when they first started. Yeah, I did a little bit of research on this, and some people were super pissed at Pokemon. And she was like, "No, that's not why." But they were saying that she was basically <laughs> oh, appropriating yeah. Japanese culture by doing this, and it was like, "God, fuck!" I I want to strangle those people to death. That's so annoying. J- shut the hell up about all that. I don't even know if VTubing originated from japan there's just that's where it's popular it well face rig is an american program if i recall correctly so technically but she she replied to the per like the main person who like got a lot of likes and everything and was like look i'm sorry that you feel this way but i've shouted out and i've specifically said when i started to do this that these are other creators like she's give she's paying her dues and she's like and if you don't like my content you don't have to watch me i've I'll gladly give you the names of other well, people who do the same kind of content. I don't see why she did it at all. Like it's so out of left field. Because she's a it fucking is, genius like, businesswoman who fucking relies true. on simping and she was like there's an untapped niche of weebs and if I just make them think that I'm their waifu, they'll be like some 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 I don't I don't think so though. Sorry, I think it's Victor, I think if it's you will allow if you will allow me to address the binging listeners in 2030 who don't know who Pokemon is, imagine one of those just chatting and sometimes video game Twitch streamers. Pokemon, right? So her, her main appeal is that she's not like those other girls. She doesn't display cleavage. She doesn't. It's, it's the less is more approach and that she goes so far out of her way to not be like those other girls that just like have their tits out all the time, right? That more people show up and want to see her like bend over and do stuff and like there i think the subreddit dedicated to her feet has more users than her main sub on reddit um like people are obsessed she is a video game streamer first and foremost she's very smart businesswoman who relies on swimping just like you said and she's got it down pat because she doesn't have to show anything and she gets more simps than the people who have their tits out it's the the mystery the less is more approach if she had her tits out, she wouldn't do as well as the other girls that have their tits out because they probably do it better. Freely simping. She's not like, oh, if only somebody would give me money. Where are my donations? Or anything like that. She's not like... There, there are some girls on Twitch that do that, and it's not her. You are correct. Yeah, she's not like, I would make an OnlyFans for $20,000. Like, she doesn't do any of that shit. Yeah, so the big thing with Pokemon is... Because, like, this is something we really need to touch on or else we're going to get torn a new asshole. She had a lot of controversy that she really brought in herself. 
it's, it's a huge thing where, you know, she was shitting sure. on criticism. She was like copyright striking people, hitting people in areas where she just realistically shouldn't have. She just should have ignored it and would have went away. I kind of know. But I don't even think that's that big of a deal. I think the, the people that she hit, she even put a video out where she like apologized for it all and like directly named people and apologized to them and shit. The kind of stuff that you would expect mm. someone to be vague about so that they can they can say later on that, oh, maybe they didn't mean it like that or that. D- didn't she go after somebody's uh, sponsors, yeah. too? Like, that's, well, a, that's a no-go territory. That's no-no territory, but everyone does it anyways. Like, people who pretend like that doesn't fucking happen in, on the internet or it's a can of worms and it's getting open, it literally has never been on the internet or, or is, has her eyes closed. Mm. It happens all the time. And to a degree, she's trying to protect her brand. You, <laughs> if you fucked yeah. up in one way or another, you lost your sponsors. That's just how it worked. Um, it's not good. I don't. I don't condone it in any regret. She definitely made the right move, telling people that she regrets it and don't do that. Yeah, but she still she apologized did for it. And and yeah. on on that note though, like she's not a bad person. I agree with people that. grow. Like, she fine. yeah. She's also protecting her brand. Like I said there, yeah. but you were still talking. It was my bad. But yeah, if you're going to protect your brand, like that makes sense. You know, if somebody's infringing on your brand or maybe making it something that it's not and so on, it's a all publicity is good publicity type deal there. I mean, now yeah. that's not that's not always true, I obviously, mean, well, when you're but, large, it kind of is because you're always going to people who just are going to follow you no matter what they, they literally like there's a dude out there right now who um, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of him, and I, I can't stand to watch him anymore. But he, he was borderline pedo- pedophile, he just just within the letter of the law to not be. He confirmed, admitted to it, talked about it entirely, everywhere, did it fully of his own willing mind. Like, he asshole. Anyways. I know he, exactly um, who you're talking about, and he was no, streaming Mar- I bet I, I do. do. He's, he's, not, he's not that big. I... It, the it's guy, not, it, if, if you're thinking of the Smash streamer, no, not him. He, he, just, no, he's in the right. Ooh, ooh, I don't think he's I'll, I'll Hey, 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 I'll, I'll edit it out. I want to know. Oh, uh, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, I don't know I'm, who that is. I was thinking I of, uh, something J, J something. Oh, it, no, no. He was, it was, there was big news about him cheating on his girlfriend with somebody and like they like no, hit a dog did. married to this girl. Oh well, you you remember that story from a yeah. while ago? Hold on, I I need to figure out who, the name of this person. You remember that story from a while ago? This dude was like apparently sending nudes to fans. Oh no, what pro Jared? Yeah, pro Jared. Yeah, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. he came out with evidence that he didn't really do any of the shit that he was. The stuff that he did do, he admitted to, but all the like illegal shit, he didn't have anything to do with. He had uh archived all the conversations, and it turns out every time That's he interacted weird. with a fan. He asked them for their age, and the two people that accused him told him that he, they were overage and legal, and uh, he called them out, and they all deleted their Twitters. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know about that, but yeah, I saw him streaming a while ago, and I was like, ah, this guy's yeah. weird. He he, did- he absolutely bounced back. The, that dude he made like the miraculous uncanceling. G- getting yeah. falsely canceled <laughs> sucks. It's not fun. It's not good. No, but didn't he also like, didn't they like quote-unquote adopt a girl and like is that somebody else no, that, that, that was, was you're thinking of somebody else onision or, is who i'm thinking yeah, of Onision. yeah that, but yeah he's yeah he's under a lot of legal trouble fuck that guy fuck that dude i think he's currently feuding with chris hansen yeah people. yeah because chris hansen's coming after him for being a pedophile dog like do <laughs> you know how bad you have to fuck up to be a nobody but like slightly as somebody to have chris hansen be like yeah have a seat 
Yeah, but let's reel it back a bit, though. So this guy I was talking about, though, he, um, you know, he went on to basically make, like fuck this girl over in some form. I forget the the ins and outs of it. And she didn't even try to do anything. It just one of his mods knew about the situation, thought it was so fucked up and decided he was just going to let the fans know because he didn't, you know, his, uh, his conscious conscious was like, yo, do this shit. And he got canceled really hard. And he, he had like a couple thousand people, but he still has. 100 to like 300 people who watch him now like he, he still doesn't well enough on twitch that he can probably at most have a side business and be make a living and so like people who get canceled when they have a following don't really get canceled they it still hurts them i'm sure but well and if they're famous i think they actually benefit more than they hurt. yeah but sometimes. that's exclusive to famous people uh there's a video on the subject i could share with you later that explains yeah why I think that, but that's not um, relevant now. And I would like to keep this episode short because the last episode, by the way, episode 22, fucking amazing. Go listen to it. That episode was super long. <laughs> so let's get back to the subject of VTubers yeah. before we wrap. So basically, Pokemon is a controversial figure, also a very smart businesswoman who takes advantage of simps. That's, you may think that's controversial. You may think that's business. That's up to you. Tell us in the feedback section. Yeah where you can find our contact info i want to know because i think some people hate pokemon's guts because she like that's borderline abuse and some people are just like no that's just being smart yeah, a lot of people hate it just because you know women on the internet are contentious kind of what's the word for it like right. uh, like a sore spot for some people i mean everyone blankets it as incels but like i think it's more than just them so th this girl is no stranger to controversy and then she brought even further controversy on herself by making a a, a vtuber model and then streaming with it when it's like, but you already stream with your camera, and wh why are you doing yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal, though. I mean, she even said, I think, that she didn't want to do it as, like, a mainstay, which is fine. But mm -hmm. a lot of people pretend like she's stealing views from these other, like, from, like, Hololive or from independent VTubers. But it's like, that's not how that works. Everyone pretends, like, viewers Definitely are some, not. like, commodity, some, like, resource. They're fucking human beings on the other side of a computer, for fuck's sake. Right. Like, all the people that watch her with a VTuber, like, yeah, she might have drawn in some more people just to see the phenomenon, because obviously she wasn't going to keep it up. Yeah, but the people who watch VTubers are not going to watch her. It, it, or, or unless they also right. like her content. It's not going to, just because she's a virtual also, model, is not going to draw them in. Right. I think those people would be more likely to watch a highlight video on yes. YouTube about, what was this event that, that took place that really happened? That's nuts. Move yeah. on. And then they go back to watching their crazy VTubers, which... I see them everywhere. Like in our Discord, I've seen it on oh, the Fediverse yeah. and I've seen it on the brand account on Twitter. Sometimes it pops up, uh, but I don't really follow that many things so, on there. What is the phenomenon? People are talking about it and it's just, I can't escape so it. So it's something weird because I'm not the, the biggest fan of, of watching their streams more, more specifically. When I, I, the thing about streaming for me is I like to connect with someone and when their chat is moving that fast, you can't. Um, also the other side of it is, is that while they're not always are playing a character, they're all like, they're not like told to stay in character always or you're fired like a uh, Nidal would be, but like they, they still play a character. So you're not really getting like the genuine them, which is fine. People like that. Uh, that that's acting not a big deal, but it's just not my thing. I'd rather, you know, network with these people, get to know them, talk to them, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Especially whereas most VTubers are not even at a million. I don't think there is a VTuber yet to my knowledge that is among like the independent or like the the company circuits that have even broken a million. I may be wrong on that, but they're all like I think right. like the biggest one right now is like eight hundred thousand. So they're all fairly like smaller uh, creators. It's just that they have very dedicated fan bases, and that's mm -hmm. actually something interesting because most streamers that poll like a hundred thousand you know follows on Twitch or whatever only get like. 
10% of that in their chat at any one time. And but these these girls will pull like 200,000 subscribers and have like 40, 50,000 people in their chat consistently. Mm -hmm. And it's like, holy shit. That's wild. They basically found something that allows for them to not connect, but instead be endearing, I guess, if that makes sense. So like these new, there's new English ones now. It's like they're simping, but uh, it's for a virtual girl. And it's like, we have no idea what the person behind the camera looks like. They could be even cuter, (laughs) but we don't know. And they do, they do cute yeah. shit on camera. There was one Whatever. of them that um, had a dude on stream. Now everyone at first thought that she was a dude, but apparently it's come out now. Like everyone said to clear it up that like it was just a dude she had over that was talking on stream, not her voice changer randomly slipping. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how she painted it for shits and giggles. But she actually got shit for it. Got uh, like she had to like take a hiatus or some shit. And I forget. But um, instead of losing subscribers or like losing money, like you think, she actually doubled, doubled everything. So uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> the whole like, what if it's a dude behind the screen? I think there's a lot of people out there that'd be totally fine with that. In fact, they're kind of hoping it. You know, there's probably people out there that want to watch like a VTuber that's like uh, a feminine male, but it's yeah, a girl. There's a couple independent the ones that do like, that and. There's probably yeah, a market they, for that. They do well. Uh, they're not as well, but they, they do do well. But yeah, I mean, the big thing there is that, like, it, it allows... Uh, some people have talked about it in, in the way that, like, it allows people to have anime-level content that mirrors more things akin to, like, YouTube content. Because mm-hmm. I've watched anime YouTubers that, like, go produce video essay after video essay about anime I haven't seen and give me... A bunch of pretentious top ten <laughs> countdowns, and it's like I, this is not it. This is not interesting, but I want to watch. I want to talk. I want to listen to anime d- discourse on YouTube sometimes, right? And it feels like I don't have any options. But this would be a nice middle ground. I'm not probably going to watch them, but I can see the yeah. appeal. Like that. That does make sense. It's like that weird middle ground. I'm going to stop it there. Unless you want one final thought, I'll edit this part out. So I guess the, the last thing I'll say on all this stuff is that realistically you got like there's people that are definitely simping hard there's people who just like it because they think it's fucking cool or you know cute girls on screen realistically cute anything that you're into you're you're gonna feel a little bit of a connection there so i, I understand I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't give someone shit over that inherently i don't know it's definitely weird i can understand that part but i think it's it's healthy it, it's a, a new i mean it's gonna be really popular for a bit but like it's a new wave of allowing people to do things that where they otherwise wouldn't be it's gonna allow people who maybe have like a fucked up face or or a weird voice i, I know one one vtuber actually uh, she's independent from like iran or something and she's got like her accent and her voice mixed together to make it really like awkward sounding and she uses a model to to do it and it's like it allows her mm-hmm. to have the confidence to be an entertainer and she does really well for herself like she's like i'm pretty sure she's a nurse on the side but she doesn't even need to be she doesn't like so because the vtuber yeah. bucks so are pretty just, good it's one of those moments right. where like i think it's a very healthy and good change but all it's gonna people are gonna be adverse to it right away because it's anime and it's weird and right you know so on and so forth change is hard everybody can look forward 2021 a victoria of gaming the new vtuber going to be great.
Hello and welcome to the outro. I'm not fucking sure what to say, actually. Well, you can find us either on the <laughs> website, which is a very... You can find us on the website, melomancy.net slash contact hyphen us. And on that website, you'll find that I am found at shitposter.club slash Dylan. You can find Sarge on Twitter, but he did make a shitposter club account and he has been posting on it. You could totally find him there if you'd like. But here's the catch. Twitter is, I think it's twitter.com slash Sarge duh barge. And then for shitposter clubs, it's shitposter.club slash Sarge the barge. Don't get him confused. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and you can find victim on twitter.com slash mm underscore victim or a victim of gaming. I was joking about the VTuber thing, though. I mean, you thought about it. I mean, I definitely did think about it. I mean, one of these days you might just see it. Who knows? That's a lot of money to dump. It is. But this episode has made me realize that I have far too much free time and I need to get a job. So I was thinking, you know, what could I do and all that? And inspecting mirrors is a job that I could really see myself doing. And then you could do it on OnlyFans. <laughs>